Technology has enabled dramatic advances in healthcare, but in some cases, speed and precision may have come at the expense of human interaction and empathy. We need to re-humanize healthcare and empower clinicians to improve the delivery of both treatment and care. Welcome to Nuance in Healthcare, a project by Nuance Communications. In this season, we look at the evolving field of clinical documentation improvement, or CDI. As more hospitals launch health management and quality initiatives, leaders should ensure their staffs are empowered to accurately document each patient's story without overburdening them. Listen in to hear how leading healthcare professionals are using artificial intelligence and other technologies to improve patient outcomes and deliver more value to the healthcare organizations they work for. In today's interview, I speak with Janice Cromer, System Director of Clinical Documentation Integrity. She helps set standards of practice and supports the facilities with guidelines and productivity measures. We discuss topics like how advanced CDI practices means better patient care and how CDI specialists offer fundamental support to doctors and nurses. Let's begin with Janice explaining the start of her career. I started out working in an ICU step-down unit and quickly progressed to assistant manager of that floor. And then after a couple of years, went to neurotrauma ICU at a level one trauma center. And shortly after that, became the house supervisor for a couple of different hospitals. And then after that, I got into clinical documentation integrity. And then how did that begin? Let's focus in on that part of your story for a little bit. Sure. So... When I started in CDI, I started out as a clinical documentation specialist on the front line, and my unit that I covered was the ICU. So our ICU had like a medical ICU, a neural ICU, and a cardiac ICU. So I kind of rotated between those ICUs and wrote clarifications to the physicians whenever I saw an opportunity in their documentation. And then from there, what happened next? So after that, I did a really good job with that, and I trained a lot of CDSs for that facility, and then I decided I wanted more. So I applied for a job at Nuance. At the time, it was J.A. Thomas, and they hired me and did a lot of extensive training. Then I traveled the U.S. to several different hospitals, helping them to implement the software and the program, helping them to train new CDSs, have conversations with physicians on the importance of clinical documentation. We also did some reviews to show the value of CDI at lots of hospitals. Basically, a JADA Nuance consultant for almost two years, and that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, what stands out about it to you? I think just traveling and getting to see the different places and meet the different people and just see that we all have a common goal and then helping those hospitals to reach those goals. I think that was really exciting. It is an interesting dynamic because on one hand, there's so much technicality that goes into all of the CDI practices, but at the same time, it's so human. Can you explain or maybe explore that a little bit for me? Like, How do you see these like technical things play out on a human level? Well, I think if we get these technical things lined up in the right places, it affects our patients on the front line. Because if we have better documentation, then we have better patient care, 
we have safer care, and we have better outcomes. So that's how I see it playing out in a human role, that some of the things behind the scene going on with the software, the prioritization tools, everything that people use now, really what it boils down to is better patient care and better outcomes. How do you feel like it's changed since you've, I mean, I know you've been in healthcare for a while, but maybe specifically on the CDI side, what are some of the changes that you've seen over the past couple of years? Oh, goodness. When I first started in CDI, it was completely financially driven. So it was all about getting the CCs and MCCs that were appropriately being treated, officially documented, so that can be coded, so that you can get the accurate and appropriate reimbursement for that medical case, each case that we reviewed. Now, what I see is we're more clinically and quality driven. So not only are we trying to make sure we get you know, the additional documentation, but we want to make sure that the documentation accurately reflects the care that is given, the quality of the care, and really shows the good care that the hospitals provide. So all the way down from not just about the financial stuff, but if something happened, why did it happen, and what did we do about it? You know, making sure those kinds of things are all documented. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a term that seems to be thrown around here and there called advanced practice CDI. Can you explain that to me? Advanced practice CDI, I think think that is kind of where we're at today. So we've moved away from financially driven to quality, and advanced practice really focuses on not just those financially driven pieces, but it focuses on patient safety indicators. So lots of times coding will code things, But CDI will be able to look at that and say, hey, was this present on admission? Because that's a universal exclusion for a lot of PSIs. So we look at those cases to make sure that if a diagnosis was present on admission, it's accurately documented that way in the medical record. And there again, you know, we go back to what does that cause? And it goes back to better patient care and better outcomes every time, safer care for the patient. You know, advanced practices, it includes all of those pieces. Do you feel like everyone that is practicing, I, mean, I don't need specifics per se, but I mean, is advanced practice in the way that you're talking about adopted across the board for all healthcare professionals that are practicing CDI, or do you feel like it's something that we're still moving towards? I feel like it is something we're still moving toward. Okay. And then I guess I was curious if that was the case. And with that in mind, With you sort of already doing it, and I know you've implemented this a lot very successfully throughout your career, what are some tips that you have for others that are maybe in the beginnings or they're on their journey to the way of practicing advanced CDI in this capacity? I think when CDSs are reviewing the record, they have to focus on the opportunities for documentation that are there not specifically getting those CCs and MCCs because that really helps your revenue and appropriate reimbursement. But they also need to be looking at those secondary diagnoses that may not shift your DRG, but it may impact your risk adjustment and it may impact safer care. It may impact better care for the patient. So I've kind of moved from that financial into the more quality clinically driven CDI program. And I think that is where advanced practice is. I think that's where I'm driving my team toward. There's a mindset there that I've just got to get those two MCCs or those two CCs and I'm done. 
But my message to the CDSs is, is you've got to keep asking when you see the opportunity. It doesn't just mean we ask questions for MCCs and CCs. Yeah. I know you and I, we spoke before this in our pre-interview, and there are some things that you mentioned that I just found really intriguing. Are you able to share any of the things that you've been able to accomplish like with the people you've worked with and with your teams? Because I feel like you've had some really mm-hmm. nice accolades. Yeah, well, I started a program with about five CDSs at one large health system, and you know they had just started, and they didn't have a lot of direction. So I came in and I built processes and I built productivity standards. I gave them some goals. And I think when I started there, our ovary mortality rate was well above one, like (laughs) 1.6. After about a year or so of building up my program and getting CDSs in and getting them trained, we were able to lower that, I think, down to... 0.8 on the mortality, which anything below one is good. We've since been able to lower that even further down to 0.62, which is great. We were also able to appropriately reflect the care that was provided and appropriately reflect the appropriate level of reimbursement. So we had a significant increase in our CMI, which was appropriate. We had actually asked clarifications that actually lowered the DRG as well as enhanced it, or I hate to say enhance it, but accurately reflect. So there was a lot of things. We set up processes. We had lots of conversations with physicians. We did lots of training. We collaborated with our CDI and coding team. We built some processes in there because before I came, when the CDSs had asked clarifications, the coding team wasn't looking at their work, so their work was going unnoticed and maybe some things were being missed, but once I set up a process, there was more collaboration between coding and CDI, which significantly impacted our LeapFrog and our CMS star ratings. You've mentioned a few times now both the financial benefit of doing something like this, but also, and maybe more importantly, as we move into the advanced practice, the benefits that you just get from a quality standpoint. Do you have any practical stories or tangible stories that come to mind of CDI really making a difference kind of on that ground level or at a patient level? Yes. So way back in the day when I was a CDS on the ICU, there was a patient that came in and had already seen all of their physicians. And I was looking through the chart and I was just trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. As CDS, it's funny, we like to dig. We're diggers. <laughs> we really like to dig into that record and figure this out. We have inquiry minds, so to say. It, that's my nature is just get in there and figure this out. What's really going on with this patient? Not just read what's being documented, but read between the lines and, and look at the diagnostics and look at what's being treated, you know, and just dig, dig, dig. So I was digging in this patient's chart and this patient was normally what we call a walkie-talkie. So they walked, they talked, you know, they didn't have any kind of a physical or neural deficit And now they're laying in the bed and they're not doing any of that. So I'm trying to figure out why are they doing this? So I figured it out. I really thought that just from the signs and symptoms and some of the diagnostics that I looked at, that this patient possibly had a stroke. 
at the least probably a TIA. So I went to our neurologist that was on the floor and I just said, you know, I want to talk to you about this patient. So I talked to the neurologist and I said, you know, I kind of think that this patient might have had a stroke. I know you haven't seen this patient yet, but this is why I think it. I went through all of the things on the patient and he said, well, that's very interesting. And, you know, let me go look at that patient. So he walked over and looked at the chart and then he talked to the intensivist who quickly ordered a CT scan of the patient. And when the CT results come back, the patient had a stroke. This was way back in the day. So now, you know, I'm sure it would have been much quicker, but at least we figured out as quickly as possible what was going on with that patient. That patient was able to receive the care that they needed, and they did have some recovery. So that was a win for me. That's how CDI can actually impact the patient care, where we're not caregivers or care providers. We can kind of stand outside that box and observe and look at all the details and sometimes maybe have an aha moment and share it with someone where it would make a difference in a patient's life. Yeah, I love hearing the stories like that. Along with some of those other benefits you're talking about, it also seems like it enhances and makes the communication between the different teams and between the people that are interacting with the patient on all levels. It just streamlines all of that as well. It really does. You know, in today's health system, you see hospitalists and then you see intensivists and then you see consultants. So it's really important whenever you have so many different physicians coming in to see a patient that the documentation is as specific as possible. Because if I'm a physician and I'm writing something and I come in and see what another physician has written, I'm thinking, I'm going to build what I think off of that physician's documentation. So the more specific that documentation is, the better clinical picture the next person coming along will see. So I think when we have better documentation, it enhances our patient care for whoever's taking over that patient's care next, whether it's in the home setting, whether it's in a SNF unit, whether it's in a long-term care facility, wherever they go, They're going to have those specifics, and I think it's going to drive change, and it's going to create better care for that patient. So as we wrap up here, for our listener, just with what you've seen and what you've been able to do in your own CDI career, what is one important takeaway that you'd want to give them? Either something that they should go out and learn or something that they can go out and do in regards to CDI. I think one thing is get your certification in CDI or your CCDS. And another thing is don't just stop at the financial pieces of getting that better documentation. Look more toward the quality of the documentation. Continue to ask the clarifications for all opportunities that you identify because ultimately this is going to help the patient. I love it. Thank you for your time. You're very welcome, Jeff. Thank you for listening to Nuance in Healthcare. To learn more about Nuance's AI-powered solutions and services, or to learn more about the show, please visit nuance.com forward slash healthcare. That's nuance.com forward slash healthcare.